Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hello, friends. Pro-life leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life, one of the largest pro-life organizations in the world. And uh, we are welcoming you to this time of prayer and scripture reflection uh, as you join us. Feel free to share this video, invite others to come on. And uh, also, if you wish to leave your prayer intentions in the comments, we welcome that so that we can all pray for one another. Let's put ourselves in the presence of God, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we thank you today for your word into which we delve once again now. We are not in the darkness, wondering what you think, what you want of us, what is the meaning of life and what follows death. No, you have revealed your truth to us in your word. Lord, we take hold of it, we believe it, we live it, we proclaim it, we thank you for it. We repent of our sins, we commit ourselves to building a culture of life, we lift up each other in all our needs, and we give all the glory and praise to you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Okay, let's read here from the first letter of St. Paul to Timothy. Beloved, teach and urge these things. Whoever teaches something different and does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ and the religious teaching is conceited, understanding nothing, and has a morbid disposition for arguments and verbal disputes. From these come envy, rivalry, insults, evil suspicions, and mutual friction among people with corrupted minds who are deprived of the truth, supposing religion to be a means of gain. Indeed, religion with contentment is a great gain, for we brought nothing into the world just as we shall not be able to take anything out of it. If we have food and clothing, we shall be content with that. Those who want to be rich are falling into temptation and into a trap, and into many foolish and harmful desires, which plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all evil. And some people in their desire for it have strayed from the faith and have pierced themselves with many pains. But you, man of God, avoid all this. Indeed, instead, pursue righteousness, devotion, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. Compete well for the faith. Lay hold of eternal life, to which you were called when you made the noble confession in the presence of many witnesses. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The message is very clear. We have a teaching from the Lord Jesus Christ. Now let's think about this for a moment. We think about Jesus. We know we're followers of Jesus. We proclaim Jesus. We believe in Jesus. Jesus taught. He was a teacher. He sat down in the, in the temple area on top of the mountain. Sitting down is a symbol of teaching. The chair of Moses, the cathedra, 
You know, we talk in the Catholic faith about the, you know, the cathedrals of the world. Well, cathedra is the, is the seat where the teacher sits to teach. Jesus is a teacher. In fact, he said he's our only teacher. Now, that doesn't mean he doesn't give the, the gift of teaching to others and he even commands us to teach his word. Obviously, Paul talks about teaching as one of the, the ministries within the church given to, given to build up the body. So we are teachers, but only in the one teacher. My teaching is not my own. Jesus himself said, because he receives everything from the Father, he said the Holy Spirit's teaching is not his own. He receives everything from the Son and from the Father. So how much more must we say my teaching is not my own? It is that of Christ. And that's what Paul is reminding Timothy. Remember, he's reminding Timothy because Timothy has the role of a teacher too. He's an early bishop as well. The bishops are the successors of the apostles. They're responsible for exactly what Paul is saying here, holding fast to the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's a body of teaching that's understandable, that's clear. It's not hidden in some mysterious place. It's wide open for all the world to see, hear, and believe, and proclaim. So it's understandable, otherwise we wouldn't be able to pass it on to others and teach it. But Christ is our one teacher in as much as it's secondary who is doing the teaching. The point Paul is emphasizing here is you have to agree, he uses the word agree, with the sound teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ. So there's a fixed anchor, a settled body of teaching that he's saying we have to be faithful to. Listen to him again. Whoever teaches something different from what? The sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ. Whoever teaches something different, whoever does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ, he says, ignore them. They're conceited. Ignore them. Now I want you to notice something here. Paul is focusing on the teaching. The only person he's focusing on here is the Lord Jesus Christ, not himself. He doesn't say, let me reread this sentence, but put it, put it differently. He does not say, whoever teaches something different and does not agree with us. He doesn't say that. Whoever teaches something different and does not agree with me. He doesn't say that because he knows he's a sinner. He knows he could possibly fall astray and misrepresent the sound teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ. What does he say? Whoever teaches something different and does not agree with the sound words of Paul, no, of our Lord Jesus Christ. Doesn't this remind you of Galatians chapter 1? The letter of Paul to the Galatians. Let me read starting with verse uh, 6. This is, it. this is a paragraph that is, is, is saying the same thing he's saying here to Timothy. He says, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him, him who called you by in the, the, in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Again, it's gospel. I'm not, he doesn't say, I'm astonished that you're so quickly turning away from me. I'm so astonished you're so quickly turning away to a different gospel. Not that there is another one. 
But there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. Notice again, he doesn't say who want to distort the gospel of Paul. He says, there are some troubling you. There is no other gospel than that of Christ. They want you to believe a gospel different than that of Christ. He goes on to say, I want you to notice something crucial here. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel, contrary to the one we preached to you, let him be accursed. First of all, again, an anchor has been set, a teaching has been proclaimed to all the world. It's the Lord Jesus Christ who did the teaching, handed it on to us to pass on to the, the rest of the world. And it's set, it's fixed. It's understandable, it's identifiable, and therefore you can identify teaching that departs from it. Paul says, it's not simply even if an angel from heaven preached to you a different gospel, even if some other false teachers and false prophets come along and teach to you a different gospel. Remember, implicit here is your ability to distinguish between the two. Your ability to distinguish. There are some who come along preaching the gospel, but you the one who is hearing. There are some teachers who come along, but you the one who is being taught can also distinguish the true gospel from the false gospel. This is what is known as the sense of the faithful. The Holy Spirit is with the whole church, not just with the teachers, the appointed teachers and pastors. He's with the whole church. So that if an appointed teacher and pastor who is always human and is always a sinner, departs from the gospel, not of Paul or this or that person, the gospel of Christ, we should be able to tell the difference. But then the point I want to make here is this. Paul doesn't just say if somebody else comes and teaches you a different gospel, don't believe it. Again, you having received the gospel of Christ and able to understand it. But he says even if we should preach to you another gospel. And this is the key distinction I want to make here today in this, in this exhortation. Both in his words to Timothy and his words to the Galatians, he says, it is not we, the preachers and teachers, to whom you have to have the ultimate loyalty. It's not. Paul says, we are all responsible to hold to the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel that's been given to you, apart from which there is no other. And you've received it, and you can understand it, and it's not a mystery, and you don't have to depend on the teacher to give that gospel to you. You've already received it. The teacher is there to reinforce it with you. But that teacher is a sinner too. He could depart from the gospel. Paul says, I mean, this is one of those powerful verses. Even if we come to you and start teaching something different from what you received, then we should be accursed. And then he repeats it again. As I, we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. And then he goes on to say, For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a servant of Christ. Do our priests and pastors and bishops and pope today accept these words of the scriptures? Are we accountable to Jesus Christ? 
Are we courageous enough to say to people, even if we should teach a different gospel, don't listen to us anymore? At the end of the readings, we say, the word of the Lord, not the word of the pastor. We say, the word of the Lord, not the word of the bishop or the pope. The bishop and the pope have a role. The pastor in any denomination has a role. But that pastor is responsible, that priest, bishop, pope is responsible to do what? Adhere to the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, uh, this is so important now, especially when there's so much confusion in the church, where we have a synod that some people are going to try to use, this gathering in Rome called the Synod during the month of October, some people are going to try to use it to introduce teachings that are contrary to the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ. If that's the case, remember, you're already capable of distinguishing the difference. Don't lose confidence in that ability. Hold fast to the teachings of Jesus. When there's confusion in the church and the Pope says something confusing, I always say to people, there's six words to keep in mind. What the church has always taught. That's, what, that's your anchor. The same thing Paul is saying here to the Galatians and to Timothy. What the church has always taught, what the gospel is that you have received. There's an historical basis here to the anchor. It's been preached to you. You've, been received, you've received it. It's been handed on. That's the anchor. And that, in that, and in the fact that we know that, we can take comfort and strength today. Let's turn to the Lord in prayer. Father, keep us faithful. The word has been spoken. We understand it. The spirit is within us, reinforcing it. And we pray for our teachers, Lord, and our pastors, our priests, bishops, pope. We pray for all those who profess the word of God, that they may be faithful to that word. That's their first duty. Not to say, follow me no matter what, but to say, follow Christ no matter what. Even if we, as Paul said, should preach something different, don't listen to us. Father, revive this spirit of confidence and loyalty within your church. May we be in union with the faithful pastors who are indeed teaching the word. May we follow Paul's advice not to listen to a different gospel. Strengthen your people, Lord. Strengthen their heart and mind. May every thought, as Paul says also, be brought into captivity, O God, to you. We lift up to you all our prayer intentions, all the needs of our people, all those at petitions being expressed, those which remain in the silence of our hearts. Then we offer now the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We pray to our heavenly mother, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, mother of God, pray for us sinners 
now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Well, friends, thanks for passing along these videos. I know many of you share them. Invite others to come and join us each day for this time of prayer and exhortation. And remember, one of the biggest false teachings of our day is support for abortion. People professing to believe in the gospel of Christ, but teaching a different gospel. The gospel of pro-choice. It's a different gospel. There's even a religious coalition for reproductive choice. Check them out, rcrc.org. Religious Coalition for Reproductive Choice. They teach a different gospel and try to justify the killing of babies. God help them. We'll talk to you soon, friends. Continue to support our ministry, prolifegift.org. Continue to be connected with all our broadcasts and with our main website, endabortion.us. Pro-Life Leader Frank Pavone here. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Hello, this is Dr. Teresa Burke, the founder of Rachel's Vineyard. One of the many ways to healing after an abortion is a Rachel's Vineyard retreat. This retreat program is increasingly used throughout the world, and it's become a ministry of Priests for Life. The weekend experience is rooted in Scripture and the sacraments, and various biblical events are relived by the participants who, for example, are approached by the priest and ask the same thing that Jesus asked the blind man before healing him. What do you want me to do for you? Participants are able to share their pain in an atmosphere of support and confidentiality and to understand how their abortion has affected various aspects of life and to learn from the stories of others and to confess their sins and to have a memorial service for their child. For more information, visit rachelsvineyard.org. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.